Bonjour, ladies, and welcome to Life Reimagined. I'm Sherry Harmel, Certified Life and Career Coach and hostess of this podcast, where we will focus on how you can create your own Life Reimagined. Each week, I'll be sharing ideas, stories, and helpful tips that get you moving so that you can live rather than just dream about that life you desire. I did it, and so can you. Well, let's jump into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Recently, my granddaughter Lainey asked me if I would be willing to be interviewed by her for her government class. Of course, I said yes, but the very first question threw me. That question was, which political party do you identify with most of the time? And there were only two options. I began arguing with the question, why are there only two options, Lainey? But reining myself in, I stopped talking and she went on. Next question. But again, there were limited answer options. My granddaughter is a lot like me, so she wasn't at all surprised with me arguing about the format of the survey questions. My son was laughing as I was pointing out how the survey needed to have more options, and pretty soon all three of us were laughing. I then related my refusal to accept these two answer options back to our discussion that we had probably a year or so ago when I shared my struggles with online dating. It was then that Lainey told me that maybe I was a little too intense. Maybe I asked too many questions of my quote-unquote dates. My son contributed that maybe my interests and thought processes weren't like the typical midlife woman. Now, before you get all protective of me, know that they both love me and that we have conversations like this all the time. We're actually a lot alike, but the point was that I wasn't acting as was expected in the role that I was in. And this got me to think, does this survey resemble life? Do we only have two choices? Are we either this or that? Is the world basically so two option focused that part of our struggle as women is that we aren't just this or that? But instead, we're a mix of lots of expressions of the roles that we have in our lives. On this topic, I want to share a few comments I've heard from my clients over the years. Am I a horrible mother because I relate better to children who talk in complete sentences than I relate to babies? I'm a caring mother, but I also love my job. How do I do both? People judge me as direct and intense, but they don't see that I have this huge heart that often gets me into trouble. I don't fit in. I'm told I'm too assertive for a woman. I'm all often perceived as an extrovert because when I'm passionate about something, I tend to talk a lot, but really I'm an introvert. I'm at that certain age when I should be planning for my retirement, but I still have business ideas I want to try out and strongly feel that I need a purpose in life. How can I be comfortable being the oldest person in the room? So we are a mixture of this and that. 
and a whole lot of other ingredients based on our personalities, our experiences, values, beliefs, and even our skills. Therefore, we can't be defined by a role, nor are you going to look like anyone else in that role. Your task is to find the real you. That is the key. Because once you know the real you, you'll be the wife, the mother, corporate executive, or single gal that you are meant to be, not any predefined description of someone in that role, but how you are in that role. We actually get caught or trapped by the roles, but ladies, it's only because of the beliefs that we have taken on about what that role means, which is what creates the confusion and discomfort in our lives. Society wants us to be this or that and nothing else, just like the survey my granddaughter had me take. But it is our choice whether we accept these societal restrictions or we live our lives being our real and true selves. So think about what words come to mind when I say, A mother should be, you fill in the blanks, a wife should be, in midlife you should be, an artist should be, a female corporate executive should be, and if you don't let yourself pause too long, the words will immediately come to you. Those words are the beliefs that you have incorporated into your own life. So let's all do some work around what we believe we should be based on our roles. I want each of you to pull out a sheet of paper and write down all the roles you play in your life. Maybe it's mother, wife, maybe you're a single woman, maybe you're an executive, midlife professional, maybe you're an entrepreneur or a housewife. Now there's a loaded role. Put them all down. And now without spending too much time thinking, Next to each role, write down what a person in that role should be, how they should be acting. For example, if mother is on your, on your list, maybe these are some of the words that come to mind. Real, real quick, don't let yourself think. Giving, self-sacrificing, Mother Teresa-like, patient, calm, joyful. See how it happens? So turning to your own roles, Take a minute and write down your words for each of your roles. When you're finished, look at the list and see what you wrote. These are the beliefs you have taken on about each role. How many of those beliefs are making you feel trapped? How many are making you feel uncomfortable, like you have an itchy sweater on? How many don't really fit you? Breathe that in. Good and important information here. Then I want you to do a few jumping jacks just to clear your brain. Because actually uh, some kind of odd exercise, whether it's jumping jacks or dancing or whatever, actually clears your brain, resets your brain. So once you've done that, go back to each role and put the real you into that role. How is the type of mother you are reflective of the real you, the unique and special you? 
For example, I wasn't a craft-loving mother. In fact, even today, going into a craft store almost gives me hives. Nor did I enjoy standing on the sidelines watching my daughter practice for equestrian competitions. I grew up in the city and I was terrified of horses. But I loved to cook. So even though my daughter was never going to give beautiful homemade gifts to teachers or family members and didn't have a mother who was comfortable even holding a horse, let alone ride one, by the time she was eight years old, she knew how to make yummy cookies. Oh, I tried. I tried hard. I tried to be what I thought a perfect mother would be. Every time I tried to be something I was not, whether it was pony club mom, school craft leader, or even a part of a mom group, I felt exhausted and depressed. Two really important clues that you aren't being true to your real self. So I want you to work on exploring how you bring the, the real you into every role you possess. Describe how the roles of maybe mother, wife, middle-aged and single woman, career woman, or even friend, all honor and incorporate the real you. Observe how each role stretches and is redefined because you're in it. Ladies, you are not this or that. There are not only two answers. You are a mixture of your unique personality, values, and all those life experiences that you've had that together make you the woman you are today. So I invite you to take off your mask, put aside any of those non-supportive beliefs, and redefine every single role you have in your life with the real you in mind. There is no one else in the world quite like you, and it's time to celebrate her. I'd love to hear from you ladies. Join my Facebook group and share what you learned from the exercise in this particular episode. Are you looking at your life roles with a new perspective? And how are are you showing up in those roles as the real you? And in this group, we share the successes, but also the struggles. So I I really recommend that you join this great, great group of like-minded women. And if you enjoyed this podcast, as always, please leave a review and join my podcast list to receive notice whenever a new one has arrived. Until next week, abiento! It is time now for my mesomore, which are the things that I love. I love flowers, all flowers, and they just make me happy. And surrounding ourselves with the things that we love supports us to move forward. Something good happens inside me when I look at beautiful flower arrangements. The problem is I have a black thumb and my Paris apartment has no outdoor space. So to feed my love, I am slowly learning how to create beautiful arrangements with flowers that I've purchased. 
A friend turned me on to June Pignon, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It is spelled J-U-N, and his last name is P-I-N-O-N. He's a flower arranger based in San Francisco and one of the best floral arranging teachers I've come across. As he said, he's here to inspire. So check him out. He's primarily on Instagram, but has a few videos on YouTube also. And if you love flowers, you will enjoy June. If not, surround yourself with pretty things you love and let yourself be inspired. If you enjoyed this episode and want to spend more time with creating your own life reimagined, you can start by taking my free mindset quiz. It's on my website, so just go to sherryharmel.com. And what you'll get at the end of that quiz is what is the number one mindset obstacle that you have that's keeping you from living your dream? Mindset is the key to living a life you love. Have a wonderful day, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.